0: Mark chapter 6 and we'll begin in verse 45 Mark chapter 6 and taking a look at verse 45 and it says in straightway he constrained his disciples to get into the ship and to go unto the other side before unto Bethsaida while he sent away the people and when he had look at this in verse 46 and when he had sent them away he departed into a mountain somebody help me to pray. This is Jesus. This is God in the flesh. That before he even goes on to the next mission, before he goes on to the very next thing on the list to do, he he goes and he prays. It lets us know the power and the importance of prayer. That before I make the big decision, that before I go from Point A to point B, before I go to the next thing that I've got to accomplish, we we see even Jesus took time to pray. It goes on, and when he even was come, the ship was in the midst of the sea, and he alone on the land, and and he saw them toiling and rowing. They were having a, a difficult time out there on the boat, for the wind was against them that the wind was contrary unto them and about the fourth watch of the night he cometh unto them walking upon the sea and would have passed by them but but when they saw him walking upon the sea they they supposed it had been a spirit and they cried out for they all saw him and and they were troubled and immediately he talked with them and he said this other translations will say be of good courage but it's right here in Mark chapter 6. We see it in Matthew. He he says in this version, be of good cheer. It is I. Be not afraid. And he went up unto them into the ship, and the wind ceased, and they were sore amazed in themselves beyond measure and wondered. I want to preach to you just for a few moments this morning when the wind is against you. When the wind is against you. Would you? Put your devices down or your Bibles down. And would you lift up a hand towards heaven? And, and would you lead this prayer? God, give me ears to hear. God, let this fall on good ground today. That We're physically here. We, we've done all that we can to physically be here. But Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus, give me ears to hear. Let there be a heart to receive that. God, let this fall on good soil. Come on, would you lift up your voice right now? In the name of the Lord. In the name of the Lord. And if you would, one more time, would you clap your hands unto the Lord? Thank you. Thank you, mighty God. Thank you, mighty God. And you may be seated in the name of the Lord. I want to state and come out here with... Uh, with the obvious, and that is that wind. Somebody say wind, wind. It is a powerful thing. Can I get an amen on that? Yeah, I took a flight not too long ago from Indianapolis to uh, to DC, and and the flight from Indy to DC it was uh, it was exactly one hour and fifteen minutes. And uh, a few days later, I took a flight from D.C. back to Indianapolis. And it was the same type of plane that they were using. It was the same airports. There were no segments or changes in, in the route. There, there was nothing different here. No delays, no stops, same airports. But, but the flight there took an hour and 15 minutes. And, and the flight coming home took one hour and 35 minutes. And, and they let us know that the difference there the only difference was, was that one flight was flying with the wind. We had a little favor from the jet stream winds and, and that the other flight was going against the wind. That sometimes wind, it, it can work in our favor and, and sometimes wind can really work against us. That ships can sail thanks to wind and wind. And windmills can produce power thanks to wind, and and kites can fly, and and sailing and windsurfing can take place all thanks to wind, But, but wind can also be a frustrating and difficult thing. We saw in 2020, there were two massive hurricanes that hit the Lake Charles, Louisiana area, and uh, as we were down there ministering for uh, just a couple of weekends, we we recognized quickly that this is not normal. We we saw trees that looked like giant toothpicks, and and we saw buildings that didn't have windows, and we saw restaurants and businesses that had no signage, and and there were bricks out on the road, and and things just looked completely out of sorts. That that these two massive hurricanes almost wiped out the entire city, all. All do to win. I can tell you about tornadoes that have taken place in southern Indiana and Dawson Springs, Kentucky. That those were established cities with buildings and roads. And all it took was a tornado to just wipe them off the map. That wind, it's something that can work in our favor or it's something that can really work against us. And it's in the word of God that we see that the wind, it, it was working against the disciples, uh-huh. that it was a difficulty, it was an annoyance, it was a frustration that, that they had to endure. And, and it's in Mark chapter 6 that we see Jesus, he, he empowers and he sends off his disciples to Bethsaida to, to do the work of the Lord. That we see in the gospels that Jesus, he, he could have done it all on his own, he has the ability, he he has all of the power, yet he appoints ordinary disciples to help carry out the mission. The disciples, they were witnesses of, of diseased and possessed people being healed, that they witnessed the leper being healed, that they witnessed the man with palsy being healed, they witnessed a withered hand being completely healed, that that all throughout the gospels we see the disciples, they they were being sent out to help play a role in helping fulfill the mission of Jesus Christ, that they weren't qualified and, and they weren't necessarily the right people on paper and, and they didn't have all of the charisma and come on somebody maybe they weren't preaching the big conference or or pastoring the big church but but they were being sent out by the authority of Jesus Christ and it's in Mark chapter 6 that we see Jesus he he performs an incredible miracle One of the highlights that we read in the Gospels where Jesus feeds thousands of individuals with only five loaves of bread and and two fish. And, And as the day is coming to a close, Jesus decides, somebody hear me this morning, he decides to send them on to the next mission. And Let me just pause and and, and let somebody know here this morning that that God is sending us on to the next mission here in this last day, that God is not done saving. God, God is not done healing. God is not done delivering. We took a pause during worship today to highlight that there are still people being baptized in the name of Jesus. There are still people being filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. There are still people where the chains are breaking and the stronghold is lifting. That God has not done. Well, I I, I don't know, Lord. You know, we had. Have- a miracle. Thousands of people were fed, and, and five loaves and two fish. And, and man, that was incredible. Maybe we can clock out for the rest of the day. Do we really need to go on to Bethsaida? Let me just tell you God is not done doing what He wants to do in the city of Atlanta. Come on, he is not done doing what he wants to do at Atlanta West. Come on, can you imagine it? That God has greater things in store for the crowd. He's got greater things in store for your family. He's got greater things in store for your school. He's got greater things. That my God is not done doing what he does best. That God, he he appoints and And he anoints ordinary people to be sent into the world. Aren't you thankful for that? I I know it's hard to imagine, but when we clock in at work on Monday morning, we, uh, we, we are being sent into the marketplace for a reason. We, we are being sent there as, as a missionary to, to the workplace. We are being sent there as a missionary to the high school. We are, we are being sent there for a reason, and, and we are being sent into the city, and, and we are being sent into these regions to let this world know about Jesus. I was mentioning during the 9 a.m. service that, um, you know, during the summers as a youth president, and, and Brother Joel, our, our summers can be quite unique. You know, we spend a lot of time out at those campgrounds. You know, my, my wife's chuckling. We, we moved into the campgrounds almost. It felt like we just moved the whole house into that little dorm, you know. It's like we spent four, maybe a month there. And, and, uh, and hear me, church, I'm thankful for what God does out at the campgrounds. Young people that receive the gift of the Holy Ghost, young people that receive their calling, young people, that things happened out there that, that my goodness, I'm so thankful for those experiences, and I'm so thankful for those altar calls, but at some point, I've got to take what I've experienced, and I've got to take it home with me, that what I'm experiencing at the, it can go home with us. It can go into the come on somebody, it can go into the schools, and it can go back to your home, That, that what we are feeling right here at this church, we can take it with us into the home we can take it with us that despite what it seems you are not just there to collect a paycheck I got a few amens but but it's true that you you are not just there to get the high school degree you you are not just there to coast through young person but I pray that you, you would understand and see into the spiritual realm of things and, 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 and know that maybe somebody can hear my testimony. That, that, that maybe somebody can be encouraged or, or maybe there's somebody that, that needs to feel the love of God. And that might just be why you are there. But it might just be that a coworker is watching how you handle the defeat and the difficulty. That your life it, it is an example and a testimony to those that are watching you that you might be the only Jesus that a coworker ever sees, that you might be the only, you might be the only good thing that that other kid at school sees and, and they 're watching young person how you handle the defeat they're, they're watching how you will handle difficulty in your life that, that regardless of what you think about yourself, God is still using people in this last day. That there is a mission, and, and there is a mission that you are on right now. And what happens to be interesting in Mark chapter 6 is that as Jesus sends out his disciples, they, they quickly recognize that this is, okay, I, I, I see why Jesus went into prayer. Because we're out here, and man, I'm sure they started to get a little bad attitude. Because the Bible says they're toiling. I don't know if anybody's tried to row a boat against uh, the grain or, or, or against the flow or against the... Cr- Come on, somebody. Yeah, yeah. And, and here they are. They're toiling because the Bible says they're fighting against the wind. That Jesus told them to go forward, yet, yet the wind was against them. It's interesting because sometimes in our simplistic thinking, we assume that if God sent me, then the wind would work with me. That the wind would be behind me. That, that we can tend to have a little wishful thinking in our walk with God. That, that if I just attend church, then I'll get the promotion. If I just start the small group, then then maybe God will hook me up with an answered prayer or two. That, that if I'm faithful in my tithe or, or faithful in my giving. Or, or if I'll give to the children that are going to come after service today for whatever it is that they're seeking. If I give to these things, if I'm faithful to this, then then maybe God can become my wish granter. But for some of you today, you recognize that there are seasons where the wind is against you. Seasons where things are not coming easily, where things are not going perfectly, that he has sent you, yet it feels like he has sent you in the wrong direction, that here you are against the current, against the wind, against the flow. and, And we see this all throughout Scripture. When Moses was asked to lead God's people out of Egypt, the directions, they, 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 probably, they probably felt like, my goodness, th- this is against the wind. That when Daniel was thrown into a lion's den, I'm sure he had some questions about the direction. That, that when Joseph was sold into slavery, I'm sure there were some questions. But, but if Joseph had not been Egypt's prisoner, he would have never become Egypt's governor. that over and over and over again we see in the Word that that resistance, somebody hear me right now, that resistance is fiercest right before the breakthrough. And that resistance might be the very thing that will bring revelation and and bring something forth, that, that it might just be that you're about to give birth to something. And so let me encourage somebody under the sound of my voice, keep on keeping on when you don't feel like it that just because the wind is against you does not mean that God is against you so keep on keeping on I'll take this just a little bit further this morning that the wind coming against you might just be the Lord showing you that it's his power and his power alone that is helping get you through to the other side. Proverbs 30 and 8 says this. One of the most difficult prayers to pray. You know, I've got, there's some things that we read in the word and it's like, man, I wish I wouldn't have read that. You know, love those that hate you, bless those that curse you. Oh man, that's tough. These are tough scriptures to say, Lord, I, I accept this correction that, Lord, this is good for me, but man, my flesh doesn't like it. When we look at verses like Proverbs 38 and 9, here's a tough one. Turn to your neighbor and say, get ready. It's a a tough one. It says, remove far from me vanity and lies. Look at this. Give me neither, somebody help me here. Give me neither poverty nor feed me with food that is convenient don't give me too much food why lest i be full verse 9 and deny thee and say who is the lord the writer was saying that if i've got it all then why would i ever need the lord that that if i've got it all then what do i need a deliverer for If I've got it all, then why do I need the prince of peace? If I've got it all, if I can find joy in the world, why do I need joy that comes from the Lord? If I can find peace in things of this world, then why do I need peace that comes from the prince? Why why would I, if I can find love in this, if I can find... Let me just remind you that everything the world has is a generic version of what God has. And at the end of the day, it'll leave you hopeless. It'll leave you longing for more. It'll leave you hoping that, man, where where else can I get it? What more can I do? I've come to let somebody know it is all in him, that everything that you need, it is in Jesus. Young person, everything that you need, it's in him. This is the greatest life that you could live. This is... that the wind itself might be the very thing that shows you how big your God is and how strong your God is and, and how mighty your God is. That That's why Paul said, I take pleasure in weakness and and hardships, and persecution. Why? Because the Lord spoke to him that my my strength, it is made perfect in weakness. And so for somebody that's in the house this morning that feels a little weak, that maybe you came in here a little sluggish, that maybe you came in here just dragging a little bit, thinking, my goodness, how am I going to get? I've come to let you know that his strength, it is made perfect in weakness. Come on, somebody ought to rejoice in that right now. That when I am weak, he is strong. That when I'm at my lowest, I can turn to. Come on, that's it right now. That a lot of times, the resistance that comes from the enemy is a reminder that you and I are on the right track. That there is strength in the stretch. We we see this in running, and, and we see this in school, and, and I, I, I don't see this, but some see it when they're working out. Come on, somebody. That your muscles will hurt, and, and young people, your minds will hurt after a big day of school, and, and our bodies can ache, but what is taking place? Growth is taking place. Strength is taking place. And so sometimes that resistance is just a reminder to the people of God that you and I, we are on the right track. And so to the weary mother and father that's been praying for something to happen, let me just encourage you this morning. Stick with it when your feelings don't. Stick with it when your flesh doesn't. Stick with it when the enemy is telling you to throw in the towel. Stick with it when you feel like everything is done and you've tried all that you can try. I've come to encourage somebody here this morning to stick with it. There might be an individual that's endured sickness or or an individual that feels all alone in the struggle or or maybe you feel like no answer is being uh, no no prayer is being answered. I've come to just let you know, stick with it. That just because the wind is against you does not mean that God is against you. Mark chapter six, verse 51, if you will. The word says this, and he went up unto them into the ship, and the wind ceased. And they were sore amazed in themselves beyond measure, and they, they begin to wonder. And, and I, I've just got to pause as we're, as we're talking about this this morning, and as God is pouring into somebody this morning. I've just got to pause and make mention that in every moment when the wind is working against you, be reminded that your help is on the way. I don't know who it is, but somebody needed to hear it this morning that your help, it is on the way. You know, we've got two-thirds of our kids back in Sunday school, so God bless whoever's, you know, uh, watching over them and keeping them calm and all that, but in the Peterson household, things can get a little crazy. I've got a six-year-old, a four-year-old, two-year-old, all girls, somebody pray for me. And... uh you know, we have a lot of fun, but there's some tears in the house. In fact, there's, there's a lot of uh, crying in the house. I say it like that because it's, a lot of the times, it's fake, you know? Uh, you know, I, I grew up an only child, and so this is, some of it's kind of comical. I'll hear them in the, in the bathroom, mom's getting them ready. And, and I'll hear them, I want the side ponytail when they're getting the top ponytail. You know, it's like you know, they'll, they'll, they'll start to kind of whine over or cry over, you know, just a number of things. It's how it is when you have uh, small children. That, that There's constantly a cry. But every once in a while, there's a certain cry. Can I get an amen from some parents in the house? Every once in a while, there is a certain cry that, oh, maybe we should not ignore that one. And, and, and every once in a while, there, there's, a, there's a certain cry that is let out that whatever is taking place, I'm going to drop whatever it is, and I'm going to sprint to those children, and whatever mom is doing, she's going to drop whatever it is, and we're going to sprint to those children, because we want to make sure that everything, I've come to let a child of God know this morning, that when you call upon the name that is above all names, he hears the cry. Come on, it doesn't matter what you're faced with. It doesn't matter what you're going through when you will begin to call on the name of Jesus. Your help, it is on the way. In fact, somebody that maybe is going through it right now, would you just begin to call on your Father that's in heaven? Would you just begin right now in that Jesus, I need you. Jesus, hear my call. It was David in Psalm 40 that said, I waited patiently and the Lord inclined unto my ear and he picked me up out of the pit, out of the miry clay and he set my feet on a rock and he established my goings and he put a new song of praise on my lips and it all originated with somebody that said, I can't do this on my own. It's not, my friends can't help me here. My teacher can't help me here. But I've got a call upon the name of the Lord. That in every moment, when the toiling feels too much, be reminded that your help is on the way. Be be reminded in every moment when it just feels too difficult, your help is on the way. Get to verse 50 in Mark chapter 6. The Bible says, and saith unto them, towards the end of this verse. And he saith unto them, be of somebody help me out, be of of good cheer, it is I, be not afraid, now I don't know about you, but if I've been toiling all night, and our leader's not with us, and it's late, and we're tired, and we've got a huge day tomorrow, if you continue reading, they, they didn't clock out, they kept on keeping on, and I don't know about you, but they fought against the wind all night and and their arms are probably numb from rowing. and, And I bet you they were sitting there thinking, how on earth could we be of good cheer? But I believe that the Lord is trying to remind us something today, that there is an attitude that we as the people of God must possess, that when things are good, I will bless the Lord. But with That when things are bad, hey, I will bless the Lord. I don't feel like it, but I will bless the Lord at all times. That his praise shall continually be. That when the wind is behind me, I will be of good cheer. And when the wind is against me, I will be of good cheer. Maybe you've not seen the miracle come to pass, but I will still bless the Lord at all times. That maybe you've not seen the prayer answered, but I will bless the Lord at all times. Come on, I know there's somebody here today that your flesh is telling you, just get through this. But we don't live by feeling. We live by faith. And so God, even when I don't feel like it, I'm going to bless you. I'm going to worship you. I'm going to rejoice in you. somebody that will sacrifice with the voice of thanksgiving today that will say I don't want to do it I've not seen my prayer answered but I'm gonna sacrifice with the voice of praise Well, that's the sound of courage this morning. That's the sound of faith rising up. That even when I don't feel like it, Lord, here is my praise, here is my sacrifice. Come on, just linger here for a moment. come on the enemy desires that we sit silent in seasons like this come on it is the enemy's desire that you'll just kind of drag right on through but I hear the sound of a little bit of faith this morning that says even when I don't feel like it even when I don't want to Lord I'm giving you We see in the book of Jonah We see Jonah, he wants to young people hear me. He wants to run from the call of God. Instead of surrendering, he he wants to run. So instead of going where God wants him to go, instead of going to Nineveh, he 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 flees towards Tarshish, and we we begin to see how this all plays out. He he gets in a boat, and and a big storm comes, some wind. He's met with wind, and he gets thrown overboard, and he gets swallowed up by a big fish. And and here he is in the midst of disgust and, and despair and darkness, and maybe some seaweed that's just resting on his shoulder, just a gross situation. Young people, he didn't have a YouTube video on how to get out of a fish, you know. There, there, there's not an owner's manual on this. And that's, that's a lot like how life is. There, there's, there's, there's a lot of YouTube videos out. There's a lot of owner's manuals out there. But there are some things that when you go through them, there is nothing that can provide the help like our Heavenly Father. so it's in this moment where here I am I'm in the belly of a fish what do I do the Bible says that Jonah in all of the grossness that he is entangled with he begins to sacrifice with a voice Of thanksgiving. That Lord even. When I don't know how I'm going to get out of this. I'm still going to praise you. I'm still going to call on you. I'm still going to worship you. I'm still going to seek you. I'm still. Jonah 2 and 10. It's not a coincidence. That the very next verse. This is how our God works. That the very next verse, the Bible says that the Lord spake unto the fish and threw him up onto dry land. That there is power. When I know you don't feel like it. I know that it's the last thing on the list that we want to do when we're in the valley and when we're going through the situation. But there is power when we will sacrifice with a voice of thanksgiving that, Lord, I am looking to you, that, Lord, I am calling upon you, that, Lord, you are my provider.